For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. Hi, hello, and I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks for climbing aboard today. You can find the podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can also find it right there on the front page of the WDBO app. And I invite you to join me on the radio every weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580. And be sure to stream us right there in the WDBO app. Well, earlier this week, we saw history made in America, but it's not the history that I know the Republican Party wants to brag about here in the future. The U.S. House of Representatives voting to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. It's the first time ever that a House Speaker was removed in that fashion. The final vote was 216 to 210 in favor of a motion to vacate the chair. Eight Republicans, led by Florida's Matt Gates, joined all the Democrats in the House in voting against McCarthy. McCarthy. And after that history-making day on Tuesday evening, McCarthy held a news conference saying that he would not run again for Speaker of the House. Now, last week, one of the 21 Republicans who voted against their party in funding the government at the last minute was Florida Congressman Corey Mills. So there was a question as to whether Mills would be on this list of Republicans who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy as Speaker. Congressman Mills represents Florida's 7th Congressional District. I talk with the congressman now on the Inez Says podcast. What are your general thoughts about the history that was made, Congressman? Well, I certainly don't disagree with uh, my colleagues in regards to some of the points that was made uh, regarding not getting the full appropriation bills uh, for single point legislation approved by September 30th, uh, maintaining our pre-COVID level spendings, uh, not partnering with uh, the Dems on the clean CR. Uh, all of these things are... You know, kind of the original deals that was negotiated that we wouldn't do this as a conference moving forward under speakership uh, with McCarthy. Having said that, I also look at the fact that we applied tremendous pressure to make sure that we were going to get these 12 preparation bills finished on its timely manner. Um, we had a complete schedule that would have finalized that by the end of October. That is now going to very, very likely uh, be another missed opportunity. And, you know, these are uh, critical appropriation bills like CJS, which covers everything from the weaponized DOJ and FBI uh, to labor health. So we, we do have about 70% of the government that we have finished the appropriation bills on, your MILCON VA for our veterans, uh, our DOD to make sure our men and women in uniform are taken care of, uh, as well as um, our uh, SFOPs, which supports our embassies, uh, so we do have a tremendous amount done, but with speakership uh, being vacated, what we have now is a 
uh, a one-week time period by the, uh, what we call the pro, for, the pro tempo, which is the uh, kind of stand-in, if you will, for McCarthy. He has now dismissed us for a week before we could actually come back here on Tuesday to be able to try and elect a new speaker to be able to get things moving. I think that's a really bad decision. I think that that was a bit of a I'm going to throw my gavel type of a mood. Um, I think we should stay here and get things done. I think that we need to move on our current timeline because now the threat is is another CR, uh, which, again, I will not vote for CRs. I did not vote for the last two CRs. Um, we need to stay here and get things done. We need to get cuts uh, to our over-out-of-control spending. We need to make sure that we have reforms so that programs like Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid are able to run a lot better. And we need to make sure that we have an actual economic growth strategy, all of which I hate to say was not occurring completely uh, under McCarthy, but we were actually at least getting the necessary cuts to pre-COVID level spending. Congressman, you voted no on removing the speaker. Why not join Matt Gates? I mean, look, you agree that things need to change, i.e. the spending up there. I think we all know is out of control. Obviously, you don't think he went about it the right way, correct, Congressman? I think at the end of the day, the reason I didn't do it was purely based on timing. I explained to Matt and talked to others, uh, same with Byron Donalds, Chip Roy, uh, Many of the Freedom Caucus members, we all had agreed that the end of the month will be the best because we had an actual calendar in place that would allow us to have uh, completed our preparation bills to secure the border. That really was the priority for me. Twelve single-pointed preparation bills, cuts to where we need for our control spending and securing our border. We could have waited to the end of the month, and we had a schedule that would allow us to have finished all those preparation bills uh, by the end of October. That would have given us November to go ahead and do the motion to vacate. Uh, and at that stage, we would have completed what we are supposed to be doing as appropriate legislators in Congress. So now what, Congressman? Like you said, I, I find it difficult, and you obviously do, too, to believe that a vote will not be cast for a new speaker here for another oh, week or so, six days. But who do you support? Is there somebody out there? I know Steve Scalise's name has been bandied about quite a bit. Who do you support for the next speaker, Congressman? Well, I can tell you that three people that's come to mind that I think are really, really good as far as being a leader. One for me is Congressman. Uh, Congressman Byron Donalds, uh, I think that he's demonstrated his ability to not only uh, be a mediator between HFC and uh, kind of your moderates and mainstream, but you also have people like Steve Scalise and Tom Emmert. My, my, I, I think the world of Steve, I think he's a fantastic guy, but as many may know, I mean, he is battling cancer. He has uh, just gone through his first series of uh, chemo, which his body's responding to real well. But I, I'm concerned with the amount of stress that this would place on him as well as for the necessary treatments that are still needed. So, um, yeah, it, it's still up in the air. And that's why, again, I wanted to make sure that we had this thought all the way through. Uh, the end of the month would have given us a chance to have thought through a plan B to make sure that we have a speaker lined up that we can immediately try to go into. We could have finished our preparation bills. But here we are. So uh, I think that the, the biggest uh, fault right now is that McHenry – should not have dismissed us for one week. We should have been right back in here tomorrow, having the actual candidate forum time, making sure that we're bringing everyone back into the House, getting a speaker uh, elected, making sure that we're here to do our job. We just went on recess for six weeks back in the districts, which, again, you know, recess doesn't mean a break. It means back in the district for ledge updates, et cetera. But the whole point is that we need to pass a bill, in all honesty, that, that basically is a no-budget, no-recess act. Essentially, that you can't go home unless you have a preparation bills done. We need to start doing our job in Congress, 
And I don't think that dismissing it for another week is actually going to get us any closer to that. I think we're all for that. What about um, the idea of Donald J. Trump as Speaker of the House, Congressman? I will happily support that all day long. (laughs) I love it. Before I let you go, I have to get your uh, ideas about your fellow Congressman Jamal Bowman. That dude is lucky to be out of the headlines this morning because of all that's uh, that's gone on. But this is the guy who pulled the fire alarm as the Democrats were trying to send the Republicans into even more chaos over the weekend. How is this guy even a member of Congress right now? How is he not in jail, Congressman? Well, they're conducting the investigation right now with the Capitol Police. The guy absolutely has no integrity when he talks about the fact that he didn't know what it was. This is a guy who is a principal in a school. Everyone knows that the principal of all people knows what a fire alarm does. Uh, I think right now, though, the only thing that uh, someone's making the mistake of not doing is McCarthy probably wishes that he would have pulled the fire alarm right about now. Um, but, you know, the reality is, is that he needs, to, in my opinion, to be expelled for what he did. That was a, that's what I look at as being an actual federal obstruction. Uh, he tried to stop a federal process that was going on, which is a vote that was necessary to try and keep uh, the government funded. And so I think that once the investigation comes back, that I know Lisa McLean, as well as for Maliotakis, have put together not only a censure, but an expel uh, from the uh, from from Congress. And so I'll be happy to support both of those. I'm just curious, what happens if that's you? And I know you wouldn't do it, but what happens if that's you pulling the fire alarm or another Republican who pulls that fire alarm on Congress this past weekend? What happens to you guys? Well, I don't think I, any of the Republicans are that stupid, but if it happened, it should, they would have absolutely been throwing the book and, you know, sitting out on CNN, MSNBC and never letting this die until there's appropriate action and claiming that, you know, we'd probably have the DOJ and FBI weaponized against us coming after us, telling us that we had impended, you know, or obstructed from a federal process like they were trying to do with President Trump, you know, where Jack Smith tried to say that him, him claiming that the election was stolen was a obstruction of federal process. I mean, it's a complete joke, but at the end of the day, uh, Bowman needs to have some consequences for this, and we as a body need to come together and start doing the people's work, which is to get our appropriation bills, secure our border, and make sure the American people have more money in their pocket tomorrow. Thanks to U.S. Congressman Corey Mills from the great state of Florida for being on the Inez Says podcast today. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. Join me on the radio every weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.